What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. Productivity Lovers Podcast number two. <laughs> I love how we start this. <laughs> hey, Deadly. Hello, Chris. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. Doing good. Always great to see you. You know that. It is always good to see you. And I am super excited that we're talking about Inbox Zero today. Yes, you know how I feel about Inbox Zero. Oh, I have one word for Inbox Zero. I have one F word for Inbox Zero. (laughs) Forget about it. I love that F word. (laughs) I think like... I think it was more than one word. (laughs) Yeah, that was more than one word for sure. But you know what? You could just just go the Italian way. I'm half Italian. (laughs) Forget about it. It's one word. (laughs) You're right about that. You're right about that. I think you and I talked about this in my free training Friday class. We did. And and it was interesting because I didn't know how aligned we were. Yeah. On the inbox zero idea. So tell me your thoughts on well, inbox zero. My one word is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I like that yes. too. Okay. Let me, for those of you who love inbox zero, I mean, nothing bad when I say that. If it works for you yeah, and it helps you to get work done, it's your preparation sort of. You know how we reset our desk at night before we end the day, you know, we get it ready, we organize it, we clean it, and then we get ready, you know, we put out the the papers we need and the forms we need, and we pull up the files we need for the next day, we're preparing. So if you're using Inbox Zero for that purpose, or Inbox 5 or Inbox 25, whatever number you, you choose, then, and it works for you and you're not wasting time, you're not using it as a procrastination tool, then I'm sure it's lovely. But personally, for me, it is ridiculous for me and not the best use of my time because when I am in my inbox, I'm there to send an email or to find one. If I'm sending one, that's easy. I open up a new menu and I start typing or I pull up a template and I throw it in and I hit send. If I want to find something, I use search. So inbox zero is for organization and the deletion of messages and the categorization of messages, I don't need my inbox to be organized in that way. I don't want it to be filled with junk and spam, but I also don't want to spend 20 minutes looking for something, or I don't want to spend 20 minutes organizing or even 30 minutes organizing when all I need to do is put in a keyword and search for what I want. So are you saying that you have like thousands of messages in your inbox? I might be saying that. Are you willing to tell us how many emails you have in your inbox? I will tell you that it is definitely in the thousands somewhere. Mm, Okay. Because uh, I don't have my badge on, but I do not actively sit down and have an inbox zero session. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I won't unsubscribe to things. Mm. That doesn't mean that I won't delete an archive as I go through my day. But I am not blocking out dedicated time 
to achieve inbox zero on a regular basis. That's not my goal. Yeah, I don't think I remembered the last time there was like, it must have been, I, I think I remember it when I first started organizing Maniacs, you know, when you first set your email Wow. <laughs> and you actually go there several times to see if you yeah. have any new email. That was the last time I remember it being to zero because nobody knew my email address. <laughs> so therefore I didn't have any. I was talking to a client the other day and he was saying he has a new job and he was like, I just love the amount of emails I get every day because he's like, oh. nobody really knows me. I'm still getting uh, to know my job. And he's okay. like, like right. every day I get this manageable yeah. amount of emails and I just love it. And I was like, I was like, yeah, that was the last time my inbox was zero too. It was like when I started yeah. organizing. So I am probably a little, a little more extreme than you. Okay. Because I have a lot of folders. Okay. Are and you using so- Gmail? I'm using Gmail. Yes. I also have different email addresses for different purposes. So I segregate my level of importance with my email. There are some of those accounts that go to inbox zero regularly just because of the nature of like what they are. But I move a lot of stuff into folders. Just that's how I archive my FYIs, you know, because I was like, oh, I might need this one day or this is my, this is interesting or this is something I want to, you know. Well, I would love to talk about that. I may need this one day because we as human beings love that phrase, Mm -hmm. whether it's with a container, a blouse from 1978, something that someone gave you a long time ago that you don't like, but you really appreciate that they gave it to you, but you hate it. I might use it. I might need it. And yet it sits and takes up space as email is like that too. Well, and I think the thing I love about you, and I have loved this about you for like the close to like 14 years that I've probably known you by, is that you always saying like, when it comes to email, you can search. You can search. You can search whatever you want. And you, and I know that people say this all the time. They're like, well, I can't find it when I really need it. And I was like, you have (laughs) to learn, you have to learn to search. Yes. And Gmail is very powerful, has a very powerful search engine. You can find whatever you need, whether it's by date. I mean, you can get really specific. There are some actual phrases, like specific phrases you can put into search to find exactly what you need in the folder that you need. They don't like using the word folder, but it's a folder, right? So Gmail and Gmail will also categorize emails for you. They do. Tell Gmail to put it in an update folder or behind the update tab or in the promotions tab or in the primary tab where you want to see all of those emails coming in directly. So let Gmail or whatever it is that you're using do some of that heavy lifting. But honestly, I just don't know that it's a really good use of time to sit down and spend hours getting to zero or 10 or 20. I think if we chip away at it a little bit every day, Mm -hmm. you know, five minutes here, 10 minutes there, it's part of maybe your email checking time, then okay. But search, <laughs> just find it quickly. Yeah. And I think that the last time we had this conversation, because we have talked about this before, you had a couple of, you know, because you're f- full of technology tools oh, and tactics and like that. strategies that you help people. And you said something about the snooze button. In ah. And I was like, you know, I've been using Gmail for a real long time and I use it in the app. So I wasn't familiar with that. So tell us about that. 
Okay, so some people love the snooze button, some people don't. I am a lover of the snooze button. Basically what the snooze button does, it removes an email from your inbox. It's not deleted, it's still there, but it takes it out of your line of sight. So if you're the sort of person like 99% of the people in the world who goes into email to do one thing and then starts getting into the, the weeds with all the other email emails that are in there, just don't get distracted by that. Use the snooze button. You hit snooze on that specific email. Gmail takes it out and returns it to you in your inbox at the top of your inbox at a time that you specify, a date and time. So you can use one of the preset times. I think it's 8 a.m., 1 p.m., and 6 p.m. Or you can do a custom time and say, send this to me you know, at 4.35 p.m. today. I want to look at it then. And maybe that's when I check my emails in the afternoon before I go home or before I stop working. So it can coincide with my email check and reply time. Or maybe it's just something you say, well, you know, send it back to me next Monday at 8 a.m. That's when I want to look at this, not right now. So if you get distracted by emails and you get tempted and you want to read and then respond when it's not a good time to do that, hit the snooze button. Literally hit the snooze button. Literally hit the snooze button. (laughs) What came up for me when you were like talking about the snooze button is that like I do use my inbox. Don't and please don't send me any hate mail. I do use my (laughs) inbox as my it's like my to-do list, right? All of the things that are normally sitting in my inbox. I I know. I'm so this is a whole other podcast. But like, I do use it as a to-do list, right? And sometimes like the to-do is like immediate and sometimes the to-do is like in a few weeks from now. So I just kind of like, you know, I look through it, I manage it. I mean, unlike you, I'm going to tell you how many emails I have in my inbox right now. All right. It's just because it feels like fair. All right. I know it's definitely more than a thousand in mine. I have 205 unread (laughs) emails. Okay. That's because I basically have been away from my my emails for the last six hours. So, but I probably have about 300 altogether emails. So another 75 things require some action from me at some point. And some of them are things that I like, they're aspirational, right? Okay. Like people ask me, like, do you want to contribute to an article or... Yeah. Do you want to do something to get there? Or do you want to, you know, do you want to come and teach a class? Or, you know, some of them are like, I'm like, yeah, I really like that idea, but I don't know that I have enough time. So I let it sit in my inbox for a while until I. But you might say yes. So that's what you mean when you say you might need it in the future. Yeah. Maybe they they require some sort of a real action for me. In, okay. the, in the near future. And like, I don't mean like months from now. I mean, like in the next week or so. Okay. Right? Like, so short term, really short term. Short okay. term. Yeah. So I do use my inbox as a little bit of my to-do list. And it appalls a lot of people. Like, trust me, I get enough like from people everywhere. They're like, wow, I can't believe you do that. I thought you were organized. And I was like, but that's well, them really works for me. If it works for your brain and it works for how you you know, process things and do things and you don't lose sight or miss an email that actually is a to-do. Yeah. That's not, I mean, let's just be honest. That's not the truth, right? I have lost emails that were like fell down to the bottom and I was like, oh, I forgot that. 
But that's why I love the snooze button because I can snooze it back to when I need it. And then it comes to the top of your inbox. Yeah. It's not like it arrives back in the place that it first hit your inbox. It goes right to the top. Like you can't miss it. So if you don't see it, something, I mean, you clean the glasses because (laughs) it's there. It's right at the top. So I love that about snooze. Can I use it in my app too? Yes, you can. Oh, I really... Oh, yeah. I mean, I think this is going to be transformational to my life. <laughs> I mean, and there I think- are other ways to, to do sort of a snoozing. I think Boomerang, if you connect it to Gmail, will also do. Tell us about Boomerang. So Boomerang is an add-on or an extension, I guess they call them, or I think it's add-ons these days. That does something similar to the snooze feature where it will remove it from your inbox and bring it back at a time that you specify You can also tell Boomerang to remind you to follow up with someone that you spoke with last week or two days ago and to do it at a time that you specify. Gmail also does that now on its own. And Boomerang also has a calendar attached to it. You can connect Gmail and do all kinds of things with that. You can write an email at, you know, let's say you are a night owl and you send out emails at, you know, you write them at 1 a.m. in the morning, but obviously you don't want to send it then. You can tell Boomerang to send it at a later time. Mm. Uh, So write the email, sign it, do all the things you would normally, and then schedule it via Boomerang to go off at a time that you determine is more appropriate (laughs) working hours. So it's, you know, I prefer not to use too many add-ons and extensions if I can avoid it. The thing about Google and the people that develop Gmail and their products is that they will often borrow (laughs) features from other apps. So an app will come out and well, like Boomerang that will do these the things that I've just described. And then soon after, you know, maybe a year or two, you know, Google or Gmail or whomever decides to adopt some of those features as well. So, you know, I don't use Boomerang anymore because really I don't need to. Gmail has it all built in. So, mm-hmm. okay. So forget Boomerang, just stick to the snooze well, button. If you, if you are using Boomerang and you happen to like it, go for it. You know, don't don't switch because I say to switch. It works for me. And I think that's probably the, the theme that you'll hear throughout mm-hmm. all of our conversations is just because it works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Right. And, you know, we we sometimes get attached to our tools. We do. Yeah. Right. And if and if someone says they don't like it or Deb says inbox zero is ridiculous, that means, oh, my gosh, something's wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. I just happen to not like inbox zero and I don't use boomerang anymore. Now I use snooze. Well, it's probably like, I think if we polled people about how many emails they had in their inbox, we are probably find 2% of the people that have inbox zero. And that's perfectly fine. It works for a certain amount of, you know, people with a certain brain wiring that are just like, you know, they feel very accomplished when their inbox is to zero. And you know what? I salute you and I your salute inbox you zero. Just, because, <laughs> okay. just, just like I salute all of the minimalists that don't have <laughs> anything, right? I mean, like my aspirational self, Yeah, uh, you know, my ideal self would like to believe that I'm a minimalist and that my inbox could be to zero, but my real self is more like, eh, not, <laughs> not the truth. Like you like shoes and you have a lot of them and you're never going to get to five. It ain't going to happen. Yes, the podcast where we equate shoes with email. No, it's, it's <laughs> you know, it's the closest thing that I could come up with. Come up with, absolutely. So we're not saying we're against Inbox Zero. We're just saying that is not 
a strategy we use for ourselves. We don't. And honestly, when a client asks me about Inbox Zero, I ask them, how would it help you? Mm -hmm. So if it's going to help you in some way, it's not eating into your deep work time or focus time in a way that is detrimental to you. It is providing a benefit. It resets your brain. It sets the stage for you to start a new day. It makes you feel good. It makes you happy. It blows your skirt up. Whatever that is, if that works and it resonates with you, amazing. Yeah. But if I were honest, I would say I'd rather you take that time and put it towards something else, new business idea, improving productivity in some other way. But if that helps your productivity, go for it. Yeah. So what I think of is like, not that long ago, I got a call from somebody asking for that same thing. Like, can I have an inbox zero? And I said, well, how many emails do you have in your inbox? And they were like over 10,000. And I can hear how it was important for this person. Like the more emails they had in their inbox, the more anxious they were getting about their lives. And so I have heard Eric Tivers talk about email bankruptcy. Yes, I was just thinking that. Yeah, just delete. I think it's super funny. And you don't have to delete, right? If you don't feel comfortable. An archive. Then just create a folder that says like maybe, I don't know, 2020 or before 2021. And like (laughs) just move everything Everything. in there so they are no longer in your inbox. And then you can start fresh. Like, you know, like sometimes I feel like people struggle with the backlog of whatever it is that's keeping them disorganized and unproductive. I was like, you know what, just start today. This is like, you know, it's like weight loss. Like you can't go back and uneat the brownies you ate. You can't. No, you can't. So you can just like, you you can just wake up today and have a couple of smoothies or wake up tomorrow and have a couple of smoothies. I can see people probably getting anxious just thinking, but what if there is an email in that folder or what if I've deleted everything and now it's an opportunity that I really wanted or, you know, some special thing is in that inbox. I mean, how do you get over that? I mean, it's sitting there, it's lingering. You'd have to search and sift perhaps. Yeah. And I think what I'm going to talk like how you would be talking in my head, you'll be like, okay. you need something that was in the folder. You can search and it will come up. Right. Cause it's not true. I think like the thing I do love about Gmail is that nothing is ever deleted. You can archive. Like, it doesn't even say delete. It just says archive. So they archive well, there everything. Is there is a trash bin. And I think after 30 days, everything in trash goes It's very rare that I see an email that goes into the trash. I I think like, I would say like 80% of my emails are all archived. Okay. You're right. There are some that they, they are like spammy looking and then like the trash can shows up for that. But I think it's the 80, 20 rule, right? Like 80% that comes into our inbox. It's things that we actually subscribed Mm -hmm. for. I think, you know, they have done a really good job like streamlining the spam so it doesn't come into people's inbox anymore. And it does give you that unsubscribe feature as well. If you look at Gmail, there'll be a little tag next to emails that will say unsubscribe. Or recently, I mean, it's a little creepy, but recently Gmail has been asking me or saying, you haven't opened the email from Chris in two months. Would you like to unsubscribe? And usually the answer is yes, but I'm thinking that is so creepy. It's yeah. like watching me. But you know what? 
I accept the creepiness if it's going to help me have a cleaner, more organized inbox that I don't have to spend time yeah. manually managing and dealing with. So I think that we have given up privacy a long time ago. And yeah. like creepiness of like Gmail knowing what is promotions, what's social yes. media, and now what you haven't read in a real long time that just yes. you, you should be unsubscribing just feels appropriate. I mean, you know, in this case, it's appropriate for me and it works for me and I can look past the the AI sort of hanging over my shoulder because it is helping me advance productivity in some other way. I don't have to do that. Gmail, I'm not sifting through saying, let me see, which emails have I not read in two months? Mm-hmm. Which ones have I subscribed to that I need to unsubscribe from now? Gmail just does that and says, Deb, here it is. This is the one. Hey, spotlight. Here it is. Get rid of this well, one. It's this like, one. Billy Bob sent you an email two months ago and you haven't read it yet. So, okay. So like, maybe let's just recap. So if, if I called you today and I want to say, hey, give me, help me get an inbox zero. What I would, would you ask you. I would ask you why and how it would help you. Mm-hmm. And if it's, if you have a great reason and it really resonates with you and it doesn't mm-hmm. detract from your responsibilities and the work you have to do, yeah, I would say schedule it. Just like I say, schedule checking email and reading it and replying, schedule time for inbox zero or 25, or maybe you can't get to zero, but you might get to in- inbox a hundred, right? So baby step your way to zero maybe. So I would say, how is it going to help you? How much time would you need to devote to getting down to zero? And is it reasonable and realistic? And if the answers are yes, schedule it. I got it. Yeah. I think that I would probably ask, you know, whenever somebody calls and asks for anything, I always ask them, what is your goal accomplishing this task? Right. Because I think like, I think what came up for me when you, when you were saying all of that is like, we sometimes have this identity. Yeah. Like we, we think we need to be the people that have inbox zero or the people that get up at five o'clock to go to the gym or the people that are minimalists or the people that live perfect lives. You know, we have this mindset about what organized and productive Mm -hmm. looks like. And when we're not following that box, I feel like I get this a lot from clients. They feel like there's something wrong with them. And there's nothing wrong with them. No. And I think like, that's why I love this conversation about inbox zero when you and I had, because like most people would imagine that we had inbox zeros every day. (laughs) And I think like (laughs) the reality is that, you know, it's like, we're busy people, we're doing all kinds of things. And like having our inbox with nothing in it at the end of the day, it would literally only last a second. Yeah. And it doesn't float my boat enough. It doesn't get me excited enough to do that, to spend the time to do that. It's just... What excites me is finding what I'm looking for. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's all about finding what you need when you need yeah. it, people. And quickly, so. no, no scavenger hunts here. Yeah, no no lengthy, let me search behind every nook and cranny. Just no. keyword. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. That's it. Uh, at some point, we should talk about like subject lines and naming convention because I think this yeah. conversation is, can be helpful with that. But today, and I reply think- all. Let's talk about reply all, shall we? Not today, but yeah, we're going to add these three topics to our parking lot, which is a lengthy (laughs) parking lot. But I think it would be interesting to talk about that because I have to say I'm guilty of CCing people all the time on things. (laughs) 
I did see someone on Twitter the other day. Yeah. But it was only because it was something I knew she would like. I'm going to give a shout out to Julie Bestry. It was something about reading and how reading rewires your brain. And when I read that, I thought, Julie Bestry. So I shared it because I wanted to share it with the people that I'm with on Twitter. And I specifically called her out because I knew she would really appreciate it. So there is a place for CC. There you go. There is a place for CC. Yes, there is a place. So... (laughs) So on that note, I think unless you have any other good tips about, unless you have any other thoughts about Inbox Zero, we can wrap up today's call. And we would love to hear your thoughts on Inbox Zero. Are you using it? Do you agree with us? Do you have a complete other technique that you're using that would be interesting to share? We're going to set up a Q&A, a way to submit your questions for a Q&A. So we're going to answer those questions as part of the podcast as well. So we would love to hear what questions came up for you, what solutions you have, or even if you just thought that we were, you know, completely off base. <laughs> even though we're not. No, we're not. Yeah. So find those in the show notes. I'm Chris Scra, And I'm Deb Lee. Have an amazing and productive week. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Productivity Lovers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast. For more tips and notes from the show, check us out at productivitylovers.com. Talk to you soon.